Welcome. You are listening to Aftersight. This recording is intended solely for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Thank you for joining us for the Thursday, February 22, 2024 reading of the Boulder Weekly. My name is Eric Levine. News. Happy Town. Where are Boko's most satisfied citizens? Look to the East by Shea Castle, February 21, 2024. In 2017, National Geographic named Boulder the happiest city in America. Writers touted its, quote, scenery, culture, and world-class quality of life, unquote. They might have wanted to drive a few miles down the road to Louisville. That's the happiest city in Boulder County, according to surveys of the residents themselves. Louisville boasts the best overall quality of life among its peers, Boulder, Longmont, Lafayette, Superior, and Erie. It's the best place to raise children and leads the pack for ease of walking and biking. When it came to notching gold medals, Louisville was tops, racking up six top seeds and 49 total points in Boulder Weekly's informal and unscientific analysis. Louisville, 49 points, Superior, 48, Longmont, 36, Boulder, 31, Erie, 25, and Lafayette, 19. The results are perhaps unsurprising. Louisville has its own impressive history of superlatives, including being named one of Money Magazine's best places to live five times and being dubbed one of the best towns for families by Family Circle. Quote, I believe it, said resident Rivka Pfeiffer when a Boulder Weekly reporter informed her about Louisville's latest honor. There's a lot of places to eat, a lot of nice coffee shops, a lot, lot of activities, something for everyone. There's a lot of people that like going outside here, which is cool, because we're all on that same wave of getting out in nature, feeling the dopamine from that. The people here are really sweet and genuine and give you the time of day. Even when there's winter storms, the town always ends up coming out." Unquote. On the rise, Superior's mayor, Mark Lakis, points out that his town was only one point behind Louisville. Because the cities share so much, including a zip code and a high school, Lakis thinks Superior deserves some of the credit for their neighbor's narrow win. Quote, they do shop at our Costco and Target. I'm sure they like our trails and parks, he says. We're in this together, unquote. Other towns may wish to register their complaints, too, and with good reason. For instance, if you look at how residents rank their quality of life, Louisville is still tops, but, but Lafayette moves from last to second. And it's not like last place Longmont and Boulder are exactly slacking. A whopping 85% of residents rated life there as good or excellent, in line with national benchmarks, according to survey conductors. Overall quality of life. 
Louisville, 98% rated it excellent or good. Lafayette, 93%. Superior, 89%. Erie, 88%. Longmont and Boulder, 85%. Superior has the superior sense of community. Boulderites can brag about all the fun stuff to do in their city. Lafayette residents are happiest with housing, although that's a low bar in expensive Boulder County, while Longmonters get the best bang for their buck tax-wise. Value of city services for taxes paid. Longmont, 66% rated it excellent or good. Superior, 64%. Boulder, 60%. Lafayette, 59%. Erie, 53%, and Louisville, not applicable. Erie was the only town without a first-place finish to its name. Quote, next time we're going to run it after our $8 million park opens, unquote, Mayor Justin Brooks jokes. Still, Brooks is proud of his not-so-little town, which, he pointed out, has a higher resident-ranked quality of life than Boulder. Quote, Erie's on the rise, Brooks says. We're a great community. I'm really happy here. Everyone I talk to is really positive about the direction we're headed. Fifteen years ago, you wouldn't even be calling Erie to participate. Unquote. We don't look too hot. Although the surveys themselves are statically valid, I think it means statistically valid, comparing them isn't an exact science. The expectations of the populace might be different. Lower rankings on value might reflect residents' dissatisfaction with taxes generally, rather than their city's service. Timing matters, too. Louisville last solicited citizen opinion in 2020. City officials are conducting an updated survey in coming months. Boulderites got noticeably unhappier since its last official survey in 2018, with double-digit drops across multiple categories. Quote, I was bummed to see we're not ranking so high, unquote, says Emiliano Lake Herrera, Director of Visitor Experience and Community Partnerships with Visit Boulder, the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Quote, we don't look too hot, unquote. As other towns grow and develop, Boulder's cachet among county residents has slipped. The pandemic exacerbated that, Lake Herrera believes, because people were forced to stick close to home and, quote, explore and celebrate their own communities, unquote. Rising costs in Boulder further discourage locals from traveling around the county, he says. Quote, we used to think of Boulder as 25 square miles surrounded by reality, Lake Herrera says. Now we think of Boulder as 25 square miles surrounded by competition, unquote. But he noted Boulder is, quote, still the top place for things to do, unquote. Stuff to do. Arts, culture, and fitness slash recreation opportunities. Boulder, 88% rated these excellent or good. Louisville, 84%. Lafayette, 81%. Superior, 75%. Longmont, 66%. And Erie, 56%.
work to do, officials might throw some good-natured jabs at other towns, but they're dead serious about improving their stats. Mayors Brook and Lakis described in detail the efforts their respective towns are making to beef up transit and expand affordable housing. Quote, we know we've got some work to do, unquote, says Eries Brooks. Housing, availability slash affordability. Lafayette, 31% rated it excellent or good. Longmont and Erie, 23%. Superior and Louisville, 16%. Boulder, 10%. Ease of public transit. <clears throat> Louisville, 64% rated it good or excellent. Boulder, 55%. Longmont, 46%. Superior, 33%. Erie, 10%. And Lafayette, not applicable. Lake Herrera thinks ordinary boulderites have some work to do, too. 40% of survey respondents have lived here for less than five years, he notes. More established residents can play a role in boosting civic pride. Quote, there's a whole new cohort of boulderites who don't know their community that well, unquote, he says. Quote, we owe it to them to share the things we've kept to our chest for so long. I think we can be more neighborly, unquote. Sense of community. Superior, 70% rated it excellent or good. Louisville, 67%. Longmont, 65%. Lafayette, 60%. Erie, 57%. And Boulder, 56%. Lakis extended a neighborly concession to Louisville, conceding their slight superiority in one regard. Quote, they do have a sweet cow ice cream shop, he says, and we don't, unquote. His neighborliness has its limits. Lakis's prediction is that Louisville's victory won't be sustained by the time the next survey rolls around. Quote, once downtown Superior gets built out, he says, Louisville doesn't stand a chance, unquote. Here are some other interesting tidbits from Boulder Weekly's breakdown. Lowest of the low. While it wasn't included in this article, not enough communities asked about it. Cost of living got residents the unhappiest. Just 6% of Boulderites were happy with it versus 25% of Erie residents. Safe and sound. Boulder County is, by and large, a very safe place. More than 90% of residents said they feel somewhat or very safe in their neighborhoods and commercial districts. Downtown Boulder was the one exception posting the lowest safety score. Safety of downtown slash commercial district. Louisville, 90%, 97% feel somewhat or very safe. Superior, 95%. Longmont and Erie, 94%. Boulder, 76%. Lafayette, not applicable. Safety of neighborhoods. Longmont, 97%. Louisville, Superior, and Erie, 96%. Lafayette, 95%. Results reflect residents' feelings of safety in Lafayette as a whole. And Boulder, 93%. 
other results as a place to raise children. Louisville, 97% rated it as good or excellent. Erie, 91%. Superior, 89%. Longmont, 83%. Boulder, 74%. And Lafayette, 69%. Transportation, ease of walking. Louisville, 91% rated it good or excellent. Superior and Boulder, 81%, Longmont, 73%, Erie, 70%, and Lafayette, 65%. The Lafayette result is an average of three metrics rating pedestrian facilities, street crossings, and sidewalks. Ease of biking. Louisville, 89% said it was good or excellent. Superior, 84%. Boulder, 82%, Erie, 68%, Longmont, 60%, and Lafayette, 49%. Ease of driving. Superior, 94% gave good or excellent ratings. Louisville, 90%, Erie, 81%, Longmont, 72%, and Boulder and Lafayette, 64%. Ease of public parking. Superior, 86% rated it good or excellent. Longmont, 65%. Boulder, 55%. Erie, 54%. Louisville and Lafayette, not applicable. Kaylee Harder contributed reporting. News. Government Watch, February 21, 2024. What Your Local Elected Officials Are Up To This Week by Boulder Weekly Staff, February 21, 2024. Boulder City Council. The special meeting scheduled for February 29 has been canceled. Due to council chamber upgrades, all March, meeting, March meetings will be virtual. Boulder County Commissioners. On February 22, the Parks and Open Space Advisory Committee, POSAC, will hear presentations on weed management practices and proposed changes to the county's weed management plan draft. Proposed changes include reducing the amount of herbicide used on open space and removing aerial spraying via helicopter. Public comment will be taken following the presentations. Lafayette City Council. On February 20, Council updated an Intergovernmental Agreement, IGA, to centralize administration of affordable home ownership and rental programs under one umbrella managed by the City of Boulder. A foreclosure prevention fund is set to be included. Erie, Louisville, Superior, Broomfield, and Lyons are also participating in the IGA. All partners would continue to acquire affordable units to be managed by the regional program. Lafayette has approximately 750 deed-restricted housing units. The city manages 20 affordable homes. On February 26, Council will discuss the final distribution of funds obtained via the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA, and potential ballot issues for 2024. News. BOCO, briefly, 
February 21, 2024, Local News at a Glance by Kaylee Harder. Engagement Sessions for Minimum Wage Increases Boco cities are looking for feedback on minimum wage increases that could be coming in January 2025. Boulder, Lafayette, Longmont, Louisville, and Erie are, quote, collectively exploring, unquote, minimum wage increases through community engagement sessions and an economic analysis by Policy Research Org, Eco Northwest. The collaboration comes after unincorporated Boulder County raised its minimum wage to $15.69 an hour this year, resulting in conflicting wages throughout the county. A questionnaire and list of engagement sessions running February 23 through April 15 can be found at bit.ly slash engage minimum wage. The sessions are intended for specific audiences, business sessions for business owners and employers, and community sessions for low-wage earners, students, and retirees, but anyone can attend a session. BOCO names new coroner. Boulder County Commissioners unanimously appointed Jeff Martin as the new BOCO coroner. Martin has been with the office since 2021 as Chief Deputy Coroner and has led the office since Emma Hall's resignation in January after an internal investigation found Hall was creating a toxic work environment. Voters will select the next coroner in the November 2024 general election, which Martin has already filed to run in, according to the county. Martin delivered his appointment speech February 20 at the Commissioner's Weekly Business Meeting. Civic Area Open House The City of Boulder will host an open house on the future of the Civic Area, which includes the green space surrounding the downtown library and parts of Boulder Creek, and is bordered by Canyon Boulevard to the north, Arapahoe Avenue to the south, 9th Street to the west, and 14th Street to the east. The open house is 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on February 24 in the outdoor space east of the library. Planning for the area began in 2012. The city is proposing to make the area a historic district, which adds a level of design review for exterior changes and new buildings through the city's Department of Historic Preservation, says Marcy Gerwing, principal planner for the department. Council's first reading of the proposed districts is March 21, with public participation welcome. The second reading and public hearing will be April 11, according to the city's website. Council dates are subject to change. The proposed district includes Central Park and five buildings that are already designated as, as historic landmarks, the Penfield Tate II Municipal Building, the Glen Huntington Bandshell, the Midland Savings and Loan Atrium Building, the Dushanbe Tea House, and the City Storage Building. In other news, Boulder City Council will not move forward with a resolution causing, calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, 
Council indicated at its February 15 meeting. Council members Taisha Adams and Lauren Fulkerts were the only council members who indicated they wanted to explore a resolution. Boulder Valley School District's Title IX Stakeholder Council recently made five recommendations that it hopes will improve the district's sexual violence prevention and response, the Daily Camera reports. Those recommendations include getting an outside assessment of policies and practices, providing more support and outreach to students, creating a Title IX department, and reporting Title IX statistics annually. Colorado's property tax deferral program is open for enrollment in Boulder County through April 1. The program, which allows deferment of paying property taxes, has traditionally only been open to seniors and active military personnel. In 2023, it was expanded to any homeowners whose property taxes grew by 4% or more over the past two years. The general public can defer a portion of the taxes up to $10,000, while seniors and active military members can defer the total property tax owed. Homeowners can check eligibility at colorado.propertytaxdeferral.com. Features Weed Between the Lines Shroom seizures up 369%. New research on federal drug busts sheds light on wide availability of magic mushrooms by Will Brenza, February 13, 2024. According to the National Institute on Alcoholism and Alcohol Abuse, NIAAA, 62.8 percent, 177 million of Americans 12 and older use alcohol at least once in 2022. According to the Centers for Disease Control, 18 percent, or 48.2 million of Americans used cannabis at least once in 2019. No such numbers exist for psychedelics, though. The National Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA, asserts that in 2021, marijuana and psychedelic usage among young adults reached an, quote, all-time high, unquote, but specific data on the rates of use are lacking. That gap of knowledge is exactly what led Joseph Palomar to start investigating. His recent paper, published in Drug and Alcohol Dependence, illuminates how prevalent psychedelics are and how quickly their use is growing. Palomar is an associate professor in the Department of Population Health at New York University, NYU, Langone. He specializes in drug use epidemiology, focusing largely on the use of substances such as MDMA, ketamine, GHB, methamphetamine, cocaine, and other party drugs. Palomar and his researchers decided to take a look at drug seizures by law enforcement, specifically seizures of psilocybin shrooms between 2017 and 2022. He expected that the number of psilocybin seizures by law enforcement 
to have increased over those five years, but the sheer numbers surprised him. There were just over 400 seizures in 2017, compared to just under 1,400 in 2022, with most of those seizures in the Midwest, 36%, followed by the West, 33.5%. According to the study, between the first three months of 2017 and the last three months of 2022, the number of seizures increased by more than 360% with, quote, significant increases, unquote, across the country. Palomar says the results weren't really all that surprising. With the increased interest in psychedelics as they are decriminalized and more widely used, it makes sense that police seizures of this federally illegal substance are increasing. Quote, the greatest weight of shrooms seized was in the West, which happens to have the most liberal laws surrounding psychedelics, says Palomar. I believe some of the big seizures in the West could have been instances of people thinking they'll get away with large growing and distribution operations, while it may still be illegal to sell the product, unquote. One example... <coughs> is the arrest of Denver's mushroom rabbi, Ben Gorlick, and the seizure of his temple's sacrament in 2022. See, Weed Between the Lines, Struggle of the Sacred Tribe, June 9, 2022. When police raided Gorlick's grow facility, they found 31 different strains of mushrooms growing in large quantities. Gorlick was arrested at the time for first-degree felony possession with intent to manufacture or distribute a controlled substance, although he was cleared of all charges by the Denver District Attorney's Office in December of the same year. Examples like this account for a significant portion of the 368.9% increase in psilocybin seizures across the U.S., according to Palomar. Still, the trend suggests that the use of these substances is proliferating quickly across the country. Palomar hopes that this research can help shed light on how prevalent the use of psilocybin is throughout the U.S. It could also offer researchers a new route of tracking the use of other psychedelics, like mescaline, Ibogaine and LSD. Quote, it's doubtful that police were specifically searching for shrooms in many of these cases, Palomar says. I believe drugs like fentanyl are the big concern for most people right now. Unquote. Cuisine. Nibbles. Watching what we eat. Iconic film food scenes satisfy our deepest cravings by John Lendorf, February 20, 2024. The first time I noticed food on the movie screen was probably the spaghetti stand kiss in The Lady and the Tramp. Once I started paying attention to cinema, it seemed like food played a critical role in virtually every film I liked, from the noodles in Eat, Drink, Man, Woman to the namesake dish in Fried Green Tomatoes. Across global cultures and film eras, family meals fill screens from breakfast, Moonstruck, to
to lunch, Crazy Rich Asians, and dinner, Babette's Feast, to dessert, Wonka. Revelations are blurted out during pasta moments in The Godfather, Big Night, and Goodfellas. We get a lot more than sandwich suggestions in the iconic diner scenes in When Harry Met Sally and Pulp Fiction. Dinner is a form of desperation in The Grapes of Wrath, La Grande Bouffe, and Soylent Green. In movies, feelings get infused into pies, waitress, non-existent never food, hook, and mole sauce, like water for chocolate. In fact, pie populates dozens of American films, including Men in Black 3 and Blazing Saddles. The less said about the pies in American Pie and the help, the better. Having worked in restaurants and as a newspaper dining critic, my favorite on-scene, on-screen foodie is Anton Ego, the restaurant reviewer in the animated gem Ratatouille. I was never that snooty or mean, but I do love food as much as he does. The film feed never stops. I'm looking forward to seeing The Taste of Things, a new big-screen historical food love story gathering critical kudos. Juliette Binoche and Benoit Magimel, actors who were former lovers, portray two foodies and how they cook, eat, and lust. I'm looking forward to the popcorn and candy, too. What's your favorite film food moment? Share it with us at the Write to editorial at boulderweekly.com. Food fills film festival screens. The Boulder International Film Festival, BIF, celebrates its 20th anniversary February 29 to March 3 with food films, a big tasting, and free cake. Food-related films showing during the festival focus on agriculture and related issues in The Biggest Little Farm and Food Incorporated, too. Boulder's eatery heritage is explored in The Sink. The restaurant is history. Sugars and Stars is a fictional dive into the highly competitive world of pastry chefs. At Biff's Cine Chef Tasting, February 29, local eateries dish tastes of cinematically inspired bites by Michael Bertozzi, The Kitchen, Rich Byers, Jill's Restaurant, Gage Haskell Dove, Black Belly, Bradford Heap, Salt, Kevin Kidd, 24 Carat Bistro, Sheila Lucera, Jack's Fish House, Jeremy McGinty, River and Woods, and Bob Sargent, Savory Cuisines Catering. Best of all, Biff will share slices of free birthday cake from Nothing Bunt Cakes on the Pearl Street Mall on March 2. Details at Biff1, that's B-I-F-F number one dot com. Documentaries face food issues and solutions. A full menu of food and agriculture-related documentaries are screening at the Colorado Environmental Film Festival February 22 through 25 in Golden. 
A groundbreaking Longmont farm is the focus of Jack's Solar Garden, an agrivoltaics model in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains. Other films delving into issues of sustainability and cultural food identity range from Fight Food Waste and Covenant of the Salmon People to From the Heartland and Kittengate, Outrage After Climate Scientist Feeds Kittens to Diners. Tickets at CEFF.net. Taste of the Week. El Valle's Tamales. Advice from friends who know tamales happily led me to El Valle Market, 2887 30th Street. The small boulder neighborhood Mercado is jammed with Central American groceries, sweets, fresh produce, and piñatas, as well as fresh salsas, tortillas, and Mexican baked goods. This carniceria also offers a full meat counter, including pre-marinated cuts. El Valle's homemade pork red chili tamales are just right. Hefty, moist masa, just enough pork green chili in the middle, and that satisfying, slightly fiery taste. They are available ready to heat inside the market and ready to eat at the Las Americas food truck parked outside. The menu also features tacos, burritos, and tortas. How Boulder Got So Stout Stout can refer to people like me who have a heavy build. We also call these folks ample, solidly built, and robust. Perhaps that's why I love the strong, dark beers that have become ubiquitous in Boulder, especially in the depths of winter. Back in February 1993, stouts, porters, and heavy beers were not so popular at local tasting rooms. When Mountain Sun Pub and Brewery launched Stout Month, our palate education began. Stout Month has spread and is now celebrated at brew pubs across the region. My pick from the menu, Ned's Two Alarm Cherry Chili Stout, brewed with ancho and guajillo chilies. You have never tasted the stouts, IPAs, and lagers available for tasting at the Colorado Brewers Guild Collaboration Fest on March 30 in Westminster. That's because they've never been brewed before. More than 65 craft breweries have collaborated in brewing unique one-off beers for the event. Lafayette's Liquid Mechanics Brewing and Beechwood Brewing are teaming up on a West Coast IPA. Tickets at collaborationbeerfest.com. Culinary Calendar, Dining Week and Day. Sweeney Todd, the tasty tale of a demon barber who turns people into pies, is being presented March 1 through 3 and 8 through 10 at the Arts Hub in Lafayette. Beef pot pie will not be served. Visit artshub, that's A-R-T-S-H-U-B dot org for more info. Denver Restaurant Week is celebrating its 20th anniversary, March 1 through 10, with 10 days of dining deals. 
More than 200 restaurants are serving multi-course meals ranging from $25 to $55. Locals participating include Poor, P-O-R, Bittersweet, Melting Pot, and Via Toscana in Louisville, Lafayette's Real Fish, and Cafe Ion and Dagabi in Boulder. One option, the trio of roasted cauliflower soup followed by tempura halibut, finishing with warm chocolate cake with ganache, vanilla bean, and coconut at Jill's Restaurant. Visit bit.ly slash 48 capital S capital J capital B 7 capital D. Downtown Boulder's Taste of Pearl is back after a three-year COVID break with tastings at shops and galleries on April 14. Tickets at tasteofpearl.com. Plan ahead. Boulder Creek Festival is May 24 through 27. The Boulder Taco Fest is August 10. The Vale Wine Classic, August 8 through 10. The Pueblo Chile and Frijoles Festival, September 20 through 22 and Colorado Mountain Wine Fest, September 21. Words to chew on, cooking with Herzog. Quote, I am quite convinced that cooking is the only alternative to filmmaking, unquote. Werner Herzog, film director and actor. John Landorf hosts Radio Nibbles and Kitchen Table Talk on KGNU. Comments sent to nibbles at boulderweekly.com. Entertainment, events, concerts, February 22 through 29. Can't miss live music coming to the front range this week by Boulder Weekly staff, February 21, 2024. Friday, February 23, Sub-Zero with Charlie Wonder, Bird, Jet, Hammerhype and Owen, 9 p.m. Fox Theater, 1135 13th Street in Boulder, $20. Rachel Bayman, 6.30 p.m. Stone Cottage Studios, 3091 7th Street in Boulder, $35. Joe Teichman, 6 p.m. Boco Cider, 1501 Lee Hill Drive, Unit 14, Boulder, free. Bruce Cook Trio, 6 p.m., Left Hand Brewing, 1265 Boston Avenue in Longmont, free. Dead Nettle with Antera, Peter Stone, and Nat Latkoff, 6 p.m. at the Trident Cafe, 640 Pearl Street in Boulder, free. Mikey G, 6.30 p.m. at the Dairy Arts Center, 2590 Walnut Street in Boulder, $30. Leonard Jacome, 7 p.m., The Arts Hub, 420 Courtney Way in Lafayette, free. Rex Peoples with X Factor and Shane Gabriel, 7 p.m., Roots Music Project, 4747 Pearl Street, Suite V3A, Boulder, $15. B.J. Shrestha, with Andy Skellinger and Eric Johnson, 
7 p.m. Boulder Piano Gallery, 3111 Walnut Street in Boulder, $20. Tina Phillips Quartet, 7 p.m. Muse Performance Space, 200 East South Boulder Road in Lafayette, $20. Satellite Pilot with Ash Redhorse, The Midnight Suns, and Fly Amanita, 9 p.m. at the High Dive, 7 South Broadway in Denver, $15. Mango with Southbound String, String Band and Derek Dames Ole, 8 p.m. at the Globe Hall, 4483 Logan Street in Denver, $15. Osama Sun, 8 p.m. at the Marquee Theater, 2009 Larimer Street in Denver, $28. Lab Group with Clams Casino, Jacques Green, Oak, and Lila, 8 p.m. at the Mission Ballroom, 4242 Wincoop Street in Denver, $40. Ludacris with Childish Major and Squizzy Taylor, 8 p.m. at the Fillmore Auditorium, 1510 Clarkson Street in Denver, $60. Saturday, February 24, Big Mountain with Celesee Music and the Fafa Family, Night 1, 7 p.m. at the Caribou Room, 55 Indian Peak Drive in Netherland, $25. Deer Creek Sharpshooters with the Grass Project, 8 p.m. at the Velvet Elk Lounge, 2037 13th Street in Boulder, $14. The Fretliners with Tyler Grant, 8 p.m. at the Fox Theater, 1135 13th Street in Boulder, $15. Ron Pope with Taylor Biquette and Zach Berkman, 7 p.m. E-Town Hall, 1535 Spruce Street in Boulder, $35. The Ben Markley Quintet, 7 p.m. Muse Performance Space, 200 East South Boulder Road in Lafayette, $20. Grant Green Tribute, 7 p.m. at the Rayback Collective, 2775 Valmont Road in Boulder, free. Night Class, 6 p.m. at Boco Cider, 1501 Lee Hill Drive, Unit 14, Boulder, free. Blue Rose, 7 p.m. at the Superior Community Center, 1500 Colton Road in Superior, free. Broomfield Symphony Orchestra, 7.30 p.m. at the Broomfield Auditorium, 3 Community Park Road, $25. Al's Highway 50 with Howlin' Goats and Wendy Wu, 8 p.m. at the Roots Music Project, 4747 Pearl, Suite V3A, $15. Sweeping Promises with Colfax Speed Queen and Angel Band, 9 p.m. at the High Dive, 7 South Broadway in Denver, $25. Gideon with Left to Suffer, Fox Lake, and Ransom Note, 6.30 p.m. at the Marquee Theater, 2009 Larimer Street in Denver, $28. Sunday, February 25, Big Mountain with Celesee Music and the Fafa Family, Night 2, 7 p.m. at the Caribou Room, 
55 Indian Peaks Drive in Netherland, $25. Jack Hadley, 4 p.m. at Boco Cider, 1501 Lee Hill Drive, Unit 14 in Boulder, free. Scott Vaughn, 4 p.m. at Left Hand Brewing, 1265 Boston Avenue in Longmont, free. Chuck Sitero, 8 p.m. at the Velvet Elk Lounge, 2037 13th Street in Boulder, free. The Noisy Residence with Pasta, Starlight and Pine, and Benjamin Morse and the Sensations, 5 p.m. at Globe Hall, 4483 Logan Street in Denver, $12. May with a Place for Owls, 8 p.m. Marquee Theater, 2009 Larimer Street in Denver, $35. Bryce Fine with Hootie Allen and Yoshi T, 8 p.m. Mission Ballroom, 4242 Wincoop Street in Denver, $40. Monday, February 26, Gregory Allen Isakov with Leif Volabek, 7.30 p.m. E-Town Hall, 1535 Spruce Street in Boulder, $47. Nello, 6.30 p.m. at the High Dive, 7 South Broadway in Denver, free. Military Gun with Pool Kids, Spiritual Cramp, and Roman Candle, 7 p.m. at the Marquee Theater, 2009 Larimer Street in Denver, $28. Tuesday, February 27, Dave Honig, 5 p.m., Boulder Depot, 2366 Junction Place, free. Katie Kirby with Allegra Krieger, 8 p.m. at the High Dive, 7 South Broadway in Denver, $20. The Prize Fighter Inferno with Carobay, 8 p.m. at the Gothic Theater, 3263 Broadway in Englewood, $25. Wednesday, February 28, Sam Grisman with special guest TBA, 6 p.m. at E-Town Hall, 1535 Spruce Street in Boulder, $33. Jay Stott, 6 p.m. at Rosalie's Pizzeria, 461 Main Street in Longmont, free. T-Mule, 8 p.m. at the Velvet Elk Lounge, 2037 13th Street in Boulder, free. M. Byhold with Madeline, 8 p.m. at the Marquee Theater, 2009 Larimer Street in Denver, $75, resale only. Entertainment, events, arts and entertainment events, February 22 through 29, your guide to the week's visual arts, theater, and literary happenings by Boulder Weekly staff. February 21, 2024. On stage, Emma Maxfield directs an ambitious vintage theater production of Fun Home, the Tony Award-winning musical based on Alison Bechtel's 2006 graphic novel about growing up as a young lesbian. Read a Boulder Weekly review before the show ends. It's run on February 25th. You can see the review at boulderweekly.com slash entertainment slash curtain dash calls dash the dash catamounts dash review. 
Art. Through February 25, Aurora Fox Arts Center, 9900 East Colfax Avenue, 38 to $42. Fun Home, through February 25, at the Vintage Theater, 1468 Dayton Street in Aurora, 20 to $38. Message in a Bottle, through February 25, Denver Center for the Performing Arts, Buell Theater, 1101 13th Street, 30 to $100. Crazy for You, through April 7, Candlelight Dinner Playhouse, 4747 Marketplace Drive in Johnstown, 45 to $83. Church Basement Ladies, through March 24, Jester's Dinner Theater, 224 Main Street in Longmont, 27 to $50. Sweeney Todd, March 1 through 10 at the Arts Hub, 420 Courtney Way in Lafayette, 18 to $28. On View, British-born Boulder-based artist Natasha Mystery continues her residency at the new local on Pearl Street with Superconscious, the ongoing exhibition of vibrant and abstract works running through March 10 at the Downtown Gallery's Annex space. Scan the QR code for a Boulder Weekly feature on the artist. See listing for details. Rob Lance, Focal Point, through March 3rd at the R Gallery and Wine Bar, 2027 Broadway in Boulder. Free. Natasha Mystery, Super Conscious, through March 10th at the new local annex, 713 Pearl Street, Boulder. Free. That's the Boulder Weekly Pick of the Week. Performing Self, through April 28, Boulder Museum of Contemporary Art, 1750 13th Street, $2. We See You, a visual celebration of black womanhood, presence, and connectedness, through July 13 at the CU Art Museum, 1085 18th Street in Boulder, free. Aging Bodies, Myths, and Heroines, through February 28, East Window Gallery, 4550 Broadway, Suite C3B2 in Boulder, free. Amy Loomis, Spit and Splinter, through March 3, 667 4th Avenue at Longmont, free. On the page, Join author Kazu Kibuishi for a free reading and signing event for his latest young adult graphic novel, Amulet Wave Rider, at the Boulder Public Library on March 5, the ninth and final installment of Kibuishi's New York Times best-selling series is a high-octane adventure fantasy following its young heroine, Emily, as she protects the elf kingdom of Alidia from the shadows. See listing for details. Teaching, Teaching as if Students Matter by John and Jay Zola, 6.30 p.m. Thursday, February 22, in Boulder Bookstore, 1107 Pearl Street, free. The Darkest White by Eric Blem, 6.30 p.m. Monday, February 26, at the Boulder Bookstore, 1107 Pearl Street, $5. The Great Secret of Mind by Tulku Pema Rigtsal Rinpoche, 6.30 p.m. 
Tuesday, February 27, Boulder Bookstore, 1107 Pearl Street, $5. American Eclipse by David Barron, 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, February 28, Boulder Bookstore, 1107 Pearl Street, $5. Amulet, Wave Rider by Kazu Kibuishi, 5.30 p.m. Tuesday, March 5, Boulder Public Library, Canyon Theater, 1001 Arapahoe Avenue, free. That's another Boulder Weekly Pick of the Week. Kilt Trip by Alexandra Kylie, 6.30 p.m. Tuesday, March 5, at the Boulder Bookstore, 1101 Pearl Street, $5. Events, Family Time, Saturday, February 24, at 9.15 a.m., Friday, February 23, at 10.15 a.m., Monday, February 26, 11.15 a.m., and Tuesday, February 27, at 11.15 a.m., at the Stanley Lake Library, 8485 Kipling Street in Arvada. It's reading fun for everyone. Gather the whole family for engaging stories, dancing, singing, and rhyming. Keep the fun going with 1,000 books before kindergarten. Get your child ready to read by sharing books together. Read anything, even the same story, over and over. For more information, visit jeffcolibrary.bibliocommons.com slash events. Events. CU Wizards. Professor Susan Hendrickson. Batteries, Recharge, Reuse, Recycle, Saturday, February 24, from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. at the Crystal Chemistry and Biochemistry 140 in Boulder. Join us for the February CU Wizards Show. Dr. Susan Henriksen explains the chemistry involved in making a battery, an energetic fun show all about batteries. Note, the gift of learning is included. Batteries are just about everywhere these days, but do you know how they work? Did you know you can run a clock with orange juice or make a calculator battery from pennies, nails, and fruit? Come see the world's smallest electric train and many more amazing demonstrations of fun things you can do with batteries. CU Wizards shows are in-person, free, and geared for grades K through 8 and families. For info and complete schedule, please visit colorado.edu slash cuwizards. Thank you for joining us for the Boulder Weekly. My name is Eric Levine. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aftersight.org or by calling 303-786-7777.